I heard our next guest laughed like this when he got called up. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Well, that's all right. Thinking it was a big joke. Bryn Hall, new All Black halfback. Yeah. Welcome in, man. Oh, thanks, Les. Thanks for having me. What, having what was your reaction when you heard the news? To be honest, man, I actually didn't hear from... Um, like I, was, I obviously went on like social media, whether it be Facebook, and yeah. tried to get go on live stream or something like to try to see the team. And yeah. then they couldn't see it after one o'clock. And I was like, oh, oh how am I going to find out? Should have been listening to us. Or, well, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Coming back to the, my point now is that obviously it was on the radio. So who yeah. would have thought of the radio is where you actually listen Dirty to Dirty old radio. So, <laughs> AM, mate. AM. No, so AM I, hard. I, actually, um, yeah. I, got, I just got uh, a text from one of my mates saying, hey, mate, well done. And then that's pretty much how I put two and two together. And that's how I found out. Which mate is this? Because you two are linked now for the rest of your life. As I was the one who told you. Yeah, Mitchell Willis. He's actually my fat mate. Oh, yeah, Mitchell Willis, my flat mate, and uh, then Alex King, my my trainer, was second. So you know, that's, that's how I found out. Mitchell Hunt, Mitchell Drummond, Mitchell Willis. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Mitchell. I've got to keep. i got to keep on top of things. Yeah, I'm in Auckland, so Mitchell <laughs> Willis is pretty easy to, to get back now. Yeah, <clears throat> mate. So I mean, God, we we were just uh, discussing beforehand stuff. You know, like you've been knocking on the door for a while. And and there, were there moments here where you thought actually I'm just going to head up north or head off somewhere else? Um, not really. I think for for me it was just a massive driving factor. I think the fact that if you get if you play, I was down at the Crusades and loving my time there. Yeah. And then you know if I can continue to try and play consistent rugby, then you know I'd like to think those things take care of itself. So um, it was never uh, never wanted to go anywhere. I just wanted to keep playing well. And the fact that I love being in the Crusaders environment and with us being so successful, mm. um, I just wanted to stay and keep chipping away. How about the thought, though, of, of heading north to maybe play international rugby for someone outside of New Zealand? So do you qualify for anywhere else? I don't. No, no, no. Oh, you I'm, don't? <clears throat> I'm just New Zealand, New Zealand Māori and just European, so mum and dad were born here, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's where it is right now. It's not like, because it didn't it used to be grandparents or great-grandparents or something. That, that's not, not really. Yeah, something like that. I think you have to have some kind of ancestry going back. Yeah. Well, look at Blake Thompson. Like he that. was playing for the Hurricanes this year. <laughs> yeah. Straight in. You look at Brad Shields. You look at... Um, Bundy, uh, Key, Gareth Anscombe, who's the former, uh, Jared Payne. I mean, yes. there, are, there are a whole lot of different ways in to play international rugby. Is that something that yourself and, and other guys actually talk about? If, if, if I didn't make the All Blacks, would I think about jumping ship and going and playing for somebody else? I think if you have the ancestry and you, obviously it's only three years, then you can, I guess you can have those conversations. Oh, but okay. for me, I never really wavered or anything like that. I was pretty adamant that I wanted to become an All Black at a young age and um, even through my career I wanted to always be an All Black so yeah. um, and I don't have that ancestry but even if I did have the ancestry I think the Black jersey is just a massive um, goal and I think every kid wants to be it when you're growing up. Yeah, it's still the one. So so you get your message from, from your flatty. What was it, the, the little moments afterwards, was it like a yes or a, like how did that feel? Oh, stoked mate. Yeah. You know, I think every every Kiwi, every Kiwi boy growing up wants to to hear your name, even though I didn't hear, actually hear my name. I heard it through via text message. But um, no, I was stoked, mate. I think more so for my family, my friends that have that have put a lot into me in my career. And I think it's just a bit of a bit of a reward for their support. And, you know, I was obviously happy, but I think it was massive towards my family and, and my friends as well. So you didn't get an, an initial call from All Blacks management. Have they been in touch since the team was named? Yeah, I've had yep, Darren Chan and Gilly and that kind of stuff um, get a hold of me and just with the details, what, what it heads for the next couple of weeks. So... Yep, have have got a few calls, so it's been nice. Have, have you heard from any of the coaches as to what they want and and why they've picked you? Have you heard that? No, not yet. I'm hoping that obviously when we when I do go over there, I'll be able to have those conversations. But but right now, obviously they're got a big tour to come ahead, and they've got a lot of things going on. So I'm just going to keep chipping away. Gilly's given us a few programs, and I'll just keep chipping away at that. And then when I get into camp, hopefully get to have a few chats with um all the coaching staff. So so he's he's the fitness guy. So he's giving you a program to to head off and do. Um, 
And what you haven't received anything like a, I don't know, a PDF or something. Well, this is kind of how we want to play situationally or any, the, anything like that at all. No, not no, not, not, not yet. Not yet. Right. I'd like, I think maybe in the next couple of days that you'll start to get that current information. Yeah. But I think it's just a the understanding of almost just, I pretty much just finished my mighty ten cup and understanding how to break. But um, I guess the next thing with that is being able to get back on the horse and yeah. start training already, get ready for that um for that Japan game. So, do you, do yeah. you think you played your way in based on that Super Rugby season you had this year? You never know. I'd like to think so. I think. Um, you know, it was a great season down south, and with us, with our team being so being so successful as well, I think it mm. does help with with selections. And um, you know, for me, I try to concentrate on each week getting better. And when you've got a guy like Mitchie Drummond down there, one of my good mates, to to push you every single way, um, it just it makes you perform at the best level. Um, I, I'm one of those people, Bryn, that likes to look through their passport and go, wicked, got a stamp there. Oh, yeah. There. So I reckon you've got pretty much the greatest schedule coming up. You get to go to Japan and yes. then you skip over and you, you join the Maldives and you get to play Brazil. Like, and Chile. Which, and Chile. Which, one is your, which, your, which stamp are you looking forward to putting in the, in the passport the most? Yeah, well, I've never been to Japan, Brazil or Chile. So I'd love to be go, go to Japan. Uh, a couple of the boys from other teams have been there and said it's a great place to go and I'm really looking forward to going there, but uh, Chile, I'm, you know, I've heard about yes, Chile. Yes, yeah. Um, I know it's a football country, both countries, so no, I'm really looking forward to going to, that, to those two countries. Don't expect much rain. They get about eight days a year there. Yeah, that's all they do. That's it. Fantastic. I was looking up uh, Chilean facts for you to take over there. Awesome. So their, their team's called the Con- uh, Los Condors. So you can go, Los oh, Condors. Yes, uh, the Condors. No, yep. know, know all about Los Condores uh, as they head out there to play, and I wasn't quite sure what the Brazilian team was, but I think Brazil uh, look like they've yeah, they been, right, yeah, they? they've been yeah. more successful actually yeah. there, so knocking on that door mate so so uh the, the japanese part of it uh that you get there do you it's they've told you what is it like they've given you the schedule of be at our first press conference this time this is when you there's that day where i think you get free stuff or the your kit, kit. <laughs> have you had kit day when, when does that happen uh no not not yet i think there's been a there's been a couple of emails that have sent out what's gonna what you're gonna get in that yeah. um but no i think Obviously, at a later date when we depart, I think that's when you start yeah. to get uh, get all the gear. So, will you get to fly in maybe a better part of the plane than you would with the Crusaders? Do you think? What's that? Say that again. Do you, do you reckon you'll get to fly in a flasher part oh. of the aeroplane than you would with the Crusaders? Oh man, it doesn't bother me. I'll go economy. It doesn't bother me. No, no, no. Don't say that, or they'll bird. put you there. Just and get me on the bird. All right, there we go. Well, <laughs> you have a well wish it uh, here, Margaret, who's called in to have a chat to you, Bryn. Margaret, welcome to the Radio Sport Breakfast with Bryn. Good morning, Bryn. Good morning, Margaret. Uh, I'm not called Margaret, I'm Marg. So oh, Marg. Right. Morning, Marg. Now, now you know, you see, you've got your North Harbour sock, but what about an all-black sock? There's one coming to you. Oh, thanks, Marge. Um, I, you know, we love you. We love getting those those socks. We know how, we know how much you love doing them, so no, if you want to do the all-blacks one, I'd love one. Have to one of those, Marge. That's lovely. That's lovely. All the best to you, Bryn, awesome. and Thank all you. the boys. All right. All right, right there we go. So, so, so Mark makes, she's a, a sock knitter. What's, tell me this North Harbour sock. Oh, message. so she, oh, Marge has been with us since day dot with the North Harbour rugby. She yes. every single year comes to our games and knits the team um, little socks and little key rings and give them, gives them to the players every nice. single year. So uh, she's been an awesome advocate for us. And, you know, it's little things like that that you really, um, that you love. That's cool, man. Uh, two questions on, on the socks. One, uh, are they wearable socks or are they small socks? Little keychain socks. Okay. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think obviously um, through, the, through the years they've got a little bit smaller because obviously their age. But Well, the players have got bigger. You know, oh, we've got to, point, to stop, stop trying to make uh, socks now. To wear. I was just, oh, the other question was, is it, do you get two socks so you can wear them both? But no, it no, makes sense. Little keyring socks. Little key key socks. Key socks. Little nice. socks is where they go. Um, man, this this is uh, pretty cool. So um, you've this is strange, though, because once again, 
I guess you, you head up north uh, to, to Japan and you've, you've got Mitch Drummond there, who's, who's your great mate, and then you're almost back to battling again, right, for the, for the shirt. That's, that must be an odd relationship. It's, oh, you, people would think it would be an odd relationship, but for us it's, a, it's just a healthy relationship. We understand that um, you know, we're, we're, in the, we're in the same position, going for exactly the same goal, but the best thing about us is that we'll go Tonga nails for you know, five, five days in a row and then come whoever plays, we're, we're the first guy to say, hey, mate, what do you need? What do you need to get better? What do you need from me from me today? So when you've got that kind of relationship, it, it helps. If, you know, if it was the other way around, then it could be a little bit difficult, but you know, for us, we just want to see each other strive to get better be better and um, help each other out when we so, can. So when you look at the the, the established, let's call them the, the established halfbacks, Triple T, TJ, Aaron Smith, mm. how far behind them are you? I'm not too sure. I think for me it's a great opportunity to actually head over to the squad and see what the environment's all about. And you know, for me, a great thing about being it is just trying to learn and get better. You've got the best coaches, the best players in the world. And for me, I'm just like a sponge. I love to learn every single day. So uh, I'm just going to go in down there and try and, be a sponge, get as much info as I can, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, if selected, that'd be great, and I get to you know put on a black jersey. But for me, first and foremost, getting in the environment and chipping away and doing what I need to do. Yeah, Bryn Hall's with us. What you know, you've you've got Harbour mates that have that have been uh, playing in the All Blacks. I don't know. And one of the great ones, of course, was um, Big Carl, who uh, you know did, did the classic out of nowhere. And now story. that looks like his jersey forever now, as long as he wants it yeah. there. But what what's the feedback you get from them when when is it something you ask? Like, what's it like when you go and play up there? Oh, I think so. I think Big Carl's coming in a few times. He's always, he's been in a few times this year, and you know, I know for the younger boys, they've been asking, you know, what's it been like, and you know, it's amazing. It's a gr- Carl was great for us because you can just see that you know a guy that didn't do it the traditional way mm. did it. You know, two three years ago, he was bouncing in at a club, you know, about you know overweight and and whatnot. But you know, an opportunity, it's somewhere else, and mm. an, an ability to work hard, and you know, that's he's an All Black now, and he's playing he's playing really really well and setting himself. Setting himself up for, I like to think, you know, the next de- the next decade. So, yeah. um, but I guess with James Parsons and Matt Duffy as well, you know, they've been in, been in the environment, and yeah, you just try and ask things about, you know, what what you, how you can best prepare yourself. And um, but you know, I'm very fortunate that the Crusaders environment, you know, there's a lot of All Blacks there as well. Mm. So I just get to ask a few times during the year with them as well. Hey, just to very slightly there, and it's it's about the Crusaders. It's something I want to ask because recently we've got into this philosophical discussion about coaches and. People go, well, you know, you've got to be like the old school coaches. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of sports now where they're going like, hey, that coach was too full on or, or mm-hmm. too like this. And some people say, but that's how you coach. And I always I always bring out the example of, but Scott Robertson seems to do things slightly differently and maybe slightly more modern. Is is, is that a thing? Like, do, do you know, I mean, he, he must be quite a different character as far as a coach goes to other people that you've had. Is it fair to say that he's a more modern approach guy? Um, I'd probably say... He is, he, is diff- he has his own way of doing things that is obviously really successful, but mm. I think you've got to be able to have a combination of, of, of coaches that come together with the, with the leaders and a team and come together and, and working together in that one same goal, one direction. Mm. And I think Razor and that, our coaching staff personally do it really, really well. You've got a guy that you know thinks inside the box, but at the same time has attention to detail and that kind of stuff. But the other coaches really compliment him really well around you know um, the goal and everything like that, so... Um, I think it's a special thing to do because Razor has the ability to be able to, from 1 to 37 within the squad, and get the best out of you. And I'd like to think, I think some coaches can get the 1 to 22 really, really mm. good and connect with them. But if you can get the other 15 or 16 who aren't really a part of the squad, but, you know, are a part of the squad and get the best out of them, you know, then it makes for a competitive, but, um, you know, really good environment to be a part of. You've been a professional athlete now for a few years. Do you think now it's more likely that young guys would come together and 
voice their displeasure if they didn't like their coach, as opposed to when you first started? I think the, it, is, it is changing a little bit. You know, guys are coming in from, from school a bit younger uh, and coming into a super environment very young. But I think the the players within the group and the coaches can drive what what it's like. And I think I take our, our one, for example, you know, we're, it doesn't matter if you're a, a first a first game player, a 70 test cap all black. If you've got an opinion, you want to voice it, then you can voice it. Obviously, our environment... You know, you obviously, for me, I'd be a bit wary because there's a lot of lot of All Blacks around. But, you know, when you've got an environment where it doesn't matter how old you are, what kind of player you are, and you can voice your opinion, you know, it's pretty healthy. And so, you know, I think that's how... How, that's how much has that changed? We hear the term player-driven environment quite often now as opposed to when you started out as a professional rugby player. Yeah. Are we talking chalk and cheese or has it just evolved slowly? Um, I think it's just evolved slowly. We're just with... <clears throat> with I get at high school level, guys being on TV more consistently and, you know... They're coming in to, to environments where it'd be, they've been watched on TV, they've been on radios, they're doing the under-20s program, and it's more visual now. So um, it has changed slowly, but in, in saying that, it just depends how you environment, how you want to drive it. So um, you come in, this is, what is this, this is what is expected of you. You either jump on board or you don't jump on, you're going to have a hard day at the office. So. Is there still room for the old-school dictatorial coach, the, the, the foot stamper and the guy that likes to do the hairdryer spray treatment? Is there still room for that guy? I, oh, Depends what environment, and depends on how you, how you go about it. I think you ha- you definitely have to have moments of being a dictator because you can't have it all your own way around that. Mm. Sometimes just things might not be going well, and someone needs a, a, a firm hand. And I think you know Razor does that really really well. Doesn't happen very much in our in our environment because we obviously want to be try try be perfect perfection. Mm. But I think you need to be, definitely have the balance of being able to be a, be able to be a dictator, get what you need, but at the same time have a balance around you know. Been attention to detail and then giving someone a pat on the back as well. Yeah. 